And away we go. Well, here we are, friends. Another therapy session. One that it didn't look like we were going to have to do this. Didn't think we were going to have to go down this road. Oh, I did. But here we are. Oh, shut up, Aaron. They were up 10 with six minutes left. You didn't think they were going to lose. I did. I didn't um, bet on this game at all. Cincinnati Falls, 69 to 65 at West Virginia. This show, as always, uh, it, we're, we're crossover episoding tonight. Uh, two shows in one. A live nightcap to kind of react, and then uh, we'll get into the rest of the BCJ podcast stuff uh, a little bit later. So this one, as always, brought to you by the Holy Grail. Make sure when you're downtown, you stop by and see our good friends at the Holy Grail. They will get you taken care of. And if you order a Cincy Light, every Cincy Light you order from the Holy Grail, an extra 50 cents will be donated to Cincy Reigns to support the athletes at the University of Cincinnati. The Holy Grail cares about the university. You should also support those that support us. This show also brought to you by Galactic Fried Chicken, www.galacticfriedchicken.com. It will get delivery right to your front door pretty much anywhere inside the 275 loop. Or head down to Dayton, Kentucky, Wednesday through Sunday, lunch and dinner. Come to pump it up. They will save you 15% off your order. Galactic goodness, it's out of this world. Well, Aaron. Not well, great. Chad. <laughs> not great, Bob. I mean, look, I agree with you. This is one that I anticipated there being trouble, especially it figures that the first game that Jesse Edwards looks like Jesse Edwards is uh, is tonight. But it was kind of uh, a battle back and forth throughout, uh, a little bit of a, a game of runs. And then Cincinnati goes up 10, 60 to 50, with uh, a little over six minutes left, 19 to 5 the rest of the way. Whoop. West Virginia had a guy that, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 sometimes it's very simple. West Virginia had a guy that they were very comfortable with having the ball in his hands at the rim down the stretch. And Cincinnati looked awful offensively over the final six minutes. They were disjointed. They they didn't get good looks. When they did get good looks, they rushed them. How many airballed threes tonight? Five? Six? I got to the point where I, I was hoping they would just not shoot another three the rest of the game. The crazy thing is, Aaron, I, I think that's the most they've made in a game in Big 12 play. Nine. They make I mean, eight they, in the second half. Uh, took 32. Well, yeah, they were eight of 22, which is 37%. That's a really good number in the second half, but you were one of 10 in the first half. And uh, the eight all came kind of in a bunch. And guess what happens to bad shooting teams as they keep shooting them? And water finds its level. 
and they go from, you know, 48% in the half to 36% in the half. Um, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. You knew, um, here's, here's how you knew it was going to go bad, though, for their three-point shooting. When Jameel Reynolds is shooting a three to end the half. Yeah, whatever. I, I, that's that's that was not it for me as to why they were going to be bad at three point shooting, but just it's one nothing, data point. Sure, nothing felt good going from there to me. Hi, Dave. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Dave. I'm I'm uh, going to talk about Tyson Vite and the three three five. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that, Dave. We'll get to that. Look, let let's just. Be honest about this thing. This makes the math hard. Like if if we're talking about a team that needs to get to nine, Dave, we're not doing that. We're talking about a team that that needs to get to nine wins. The math becomes increasingly difficult right now. Yeah, you have to finish six and four to finish five. You have to finish six and four, and the next three games are against the top three teams in the conference. Yeah. I mean, look. You're up 10. They didn't even come close to closing the game out. I mean, it was it was a disaster from the second that they went up 10. What they shot one I and every I need to preface everything I say with I did not see very much of the second half. I am solo dad tonight trying to deal with a wild 4-year-old. <laughs> he, he he shot a better percentage on the uh, door back the best uh, the bedroom hoop though than the Bearcats did during the game. Um, so the nuances and the I you know if I say something that is incorrect I apologize. Um, so just want to put put that out there initially because I'm sure I'll you know make a comment or something that isn't exactly what happened, but I was not able to really like sit there and focus on, you know, what exactly happened, but it does seem like what you're up 10 with six and a half minutes to go. You take one, two point. Well, until the very, very, very end, you take one, two point shot in the last six and a half minutes, uh, or about one for six or seven from three in that span until the end when it was, you know, when you're just jacking threes to try to come back, so to speak. But well, even then, I didn't think it was all that necessary, Dave. I thought they panicked. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I just, um, yeah, they're rhetorical questions and all. But like after last week, when I said, you know, they're just not a very good shooting team. They go out in the last two games and go twelve for forty-six from three, and I'm left wondering: in a game, you're up ten. With six minutes to go, why do you end up taking 32 threes? Yeah, I mean, look. Like, there's, like, like I, I mean, I get it if you're playing a really good team. If you're playing Houston, they don't give you anything. Like, West Virginia is not a good team. They're not some stalwart defensive team. Like, I, I have a hard time buying, like, well, that's all we could get. No, I agree. I thought they settled. I thought they, they took bad threes. I thought they took rush threes. I mean – 33 seconds left. You're down three 
Why is Day Day Thomas jacking a three? Twice. Like, go to the rim. Cut it to one. You know what? You know what the frust the, the overly frustrating part is for me, Dave. I mean, I'm sure there's several. But... <laughs> uh, 33 seconds left. West Virginia goes to the line for uh, free throws. They miss one. They go one and two. Uh, 21 seconds left. West Virginia goes to the line for free throws. They miss one of two. 14 seconds left. West Virginia goes to the line for free throws. They miss one of two. Eight seconds left. West Virginia goes to the line for free throws. You know what they do, Dave? They, they might have missed them both. They missed one of two. Well, I, so, I'm just guessing at this point. So four for we eight. Have the exchange. We have the exchange. CMOS hits a three right after John Newman's injury to put Cincinnati up one. Right. And then battle, battle hits a three. It's a three. Okay. And then empty possession. West Virginia goes to the line, makes one of two. They go up three. Empty possession. West Virginia goes to the line. Up three. They they miss one of two. They go up four. Rinse repeat. Up five. Rinse repeat. Up six. West Virginia begged you to take that game. Begged you to take that game. And you go from down two to down six on 50%, four of eight from the free throw line. You don't score a single point. I mean, they scored 46 I've... second half points while shooting about 50% from the line. I mean, I mean, like, I, I there's so many. Like, I mean, I'm not. I don't really need to talk about the shooting anymore. I've made my point about what I think the shooting is. I don't understand why they ended up shooting the ball from the outside so much. Um, because as they we talked about, back. I mean, they weren't taking many at all. And then sometimes, guess what, Dave? Something stupid happens. Like you, you get hot for like four minutes, and everybody thinks, "Oh shit." We can shoot the three now. It's back. Isn't, isn't that the time like that you Up ten, go to the you basket? Yeah. Because the team is now like a little more spread out on you because they're like, okay, now we have to. I mean, whether they were good or not coming into this game, they've gotten hot. So now we need to step step out, uh, you know, step out a little bit, and then that should give give Day Day. Yeah. Uh, some some room, Jizzle, some room. It sounds like, again, not being able to, to pay super, super close attention, it sounds like what I wanted to see, Data and Jizzle together again, you know, was implemented a little bit, but then during this stretch was kind of disregarded of, you know, I, you know so I, I'm not, I, can't, I don't want to comment on lineups and timeouts and shit like that because I just wasn't able to watch. So it's it's unfair for me to to make a statement like that. But I mean, I got I got an, a oh. fun step. I got another fun one for you that I that I want to try to figure out. You know how many minutes Jesse Edwards had played in the last month coming into tonight's game? 14. 6 16. 16. He, he how many points he had scored? Not many. 4. So he's clearly not in 
Like, let's go balls oh, he to was the walls. The half. Well, I mean, he played 29 minutes tonight, went 25, 10, and four blocks. Uh, our he was main, dominant in the second our half. Our main three dominant. big, our main three bigs combined to play 55 minutes and scored eight points. Yeah. Real quick, thank uh, you, Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you, Hunter. Uh, Hunter said, just want to ask people to take a step back from the lead, take a breath, a lot of season left, bad loss. Yes, we'll learn and move on and get better. It'll be okay. Love you guys. We love you too. Uh, I appreciate the donation, Hunter. <laughs> Dave is not believing that it's okay. I'm with I mean, Dave. Believe or not, but like, I, I mean, I'm not going to use the Marvinism, but like, so, you know, they're, they're, you gotta, you gotta show me. A, I mean, what, what that was tonight, um, whether it was the beginning of the game where I will be kind and say not winning plays were being made, um, throwing the ball over, yeah, practically the over, over the bat. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I try not to be too critical of guys, but like, it was pretty clear in the first segment of the game that Vic, Probably shouldn't have played the rest of the game unless there was major foul trouble. Like, I think that's hard to refute. I think we would I mean, all agree with that. Okay. So, but like, I mean, it wasn't just him. I mean, there was just, it's just like, what what are we doing? What? Yeah, they're not, they, they're not making winning plays. And you go up 10 and you... When you go up 10 like that, isn't that like, – to me, that's the time. Okay, Day-Day, you're like our best free throw shooter and can get to the basket. Go to the basket. Get fouls on these guys. Wow. Let's, let's... They weren't calling those, Dave. Well, okay, but, I mean, they. I'm certainly going to try that over jacking airball threes. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the other thing I'll say about everybody freaking out about um, the lineup that had Jizzle and Day-Day in together. They also hit four consecutive threes. That that wasn't a uh, a function of Jismo and Dayday being on the floor together. That Dayday hits two, and then Dan and Simos each hit one. Um, that was just they had a little spurt where they they went four of four from three. Um, so I know everybody looks at it and thinks it's as simple as those two guys were on the floor together. So I'm I'm saying. I have them on the floor together because when I'm up ten, I want my yeah. my ball handlers. I want my free throws. Like, regardless of how the game ended up being called or was being called, like that's who I want on the floor at that point. Like we yeah. we played like dog, whatever. We we had a nice little spurt there. The game games can be won in those little spurts. We were dominant in that four minute spurt, and I need my my guys that can close the game out because this is they might try to press or they might start fouling to try to increase possession like I want those guys on the floor not because they yeah. had that not because they had that you know it went four for four there but because like that's how I feel like you close the game out with with guys like with those two guys yeah I mean going back to Dave's point on Vic over five four of them being threes and none of them looked really good. Only three rebounds, three fouls, four turnovers in 18 minutes. 
That was maybe his worst game as a Bearcat. He was bad. Like, and you could tell he just wasn't comfortable. I mean, he missed a layup from one foot. Like, it, it, it got an offensive rebound and just missed everything from one foot from the rim. That was how his three-pointers looked as well. Yeah. I mean, wasn't close. So, I mean, the, the one thing, you know, I would love to have seen if they'd have been able to hold up a little bit better over the last two minutes with John Newman on the floor. That was a weird, weird deal. Um, I don't even know, like, I don't even know how to classify that. The announcer said it was like a, a boxer who takes a punch and then it's a delayed reaction as the body takes time to process what actually I mean, just it, happened. It kind of looked like he took an elbow to like the kidney or something. Yeah. But I mean, he was wiped out. Like he didn't get up for like two and a half minutes. Right. And then looked in a significant amount of pain uh, sitting on the bench at the end with a, a giant bag of ice. Uh, taped to his his side. As big a bag of ice as I, I feel like they could strap to his body. Still yeah. wincing. So, you know, I there's so much to get to in terms of once again, this team is, is they're not far off, but to Dave's point, at times, it doesn't feel like they're all that particularly close either. Like, somehow they've managed all of these games have been, you know, right there at the end, uh, one mm -hmm. way or the other. But, you know, tonight was the, the, the first time in Big 12 play they had a a halftime lead. Not had a halftime lead the, the entire uh, conference run until now. And then I would assume... Other than BYU, do you guys remember them being up double digits at any point in a half? In the second half? They got up double digits on UCF, didn't they? Yeah, they did at the very end. They ended up 11. Right. They won so, 11, yeah. Yeah, so they did right at the... Yeah. The West Virginia's yeah. undefeated at home, though. I mean, they, they've dropped Kansas, Texas, and Cincinnati. In, I don't think they're undefeated well, at all. In, in, in conference, they lost to Radford, Radford, and UMass. Like in they're conference. freaking terrible, Dave, guys. Like, Dave, that is a <laughs> come on, be fucking real. That's an entirely. Don't look at the players who played against in, in those games. Okay, but look at the players that played in those games. And it's not the play. Teresa didn't play. Battle didn't play. Edwards didn't play. Like, come on, Dave. We're not doing okay. the hot take bullshit. Like, yes, without their best players, they're take John Newman, Dan Skillings, do tonight? Uh they did a great job. Well, they had John Newman on him until John Newman wasn't on him. And, and then he had a big three. The second then, John Newman wasn't on it, I don't. Took, I don't have took the yeah, lead away from Cincinnati. <laughs> if it's an overreaction, I just don't have a lot of room for excuses at this point. You're up ten. You got outscored eighteen to three. I don't really no, care about the, excuses. The, You're just spewing diarrhea. 
No, they're not a good team. Okay. Okay. They, they, they at home they've beaten Kansas and Texas, okay. and they are getting their. They have their what their roster was supposed to be. To look back in November, I know. Say they I'm, lost games in November with five guys that aren't on the floor right now. That's disingenuous, Dave. You know that is. Okay, fine. You don't know that's disingenuous. It is whatever. It's whatever you want it to be. I just know that they blew it a ten point lead. They did, and we don't need to to say dumb shit to. To make to to accentuate the fact that they chose to play a ten point lead, they're not good. They should have won. They should have won the game. Period. Yes, we all are in agreement there. That has nothing to do with who West Virginia played against Radford. All right, that's all. We we can stick to the miserable uh, final six and a half minutes tonight. That's what Kirk, Re- Kirk Reese played 37 minutes and scored three points against Radford, and Raekwon Battle had 29 in that game. So we still want to do this? Yeah. Where's okay. Jesse Edwards? He didn't play. So one guy. The other guy had 30, 29. Okay. That one guy had a double-double for whatever that's worth. <laughs> 25 and 10. They couldn't yeah, stop him. In the he was nine of nine in the second half, I think, from the floor. That's I that's on your might, bigs. Might want to make that's some adjustments. Bigs. What other adjustment? Guard your man straight up. Well, Don't let him eat you alive. They ate. They allowed them to eat you alive in ball screen coverage. That goes like, back I don't to know what they were trying to do in ball screen coverage in the second half. It didn't look like anything they had done all season. It kind of goes back to Vic probably shouldn't have been playing in this game. I, I thought that you may have been better served seeing the minutes that Odie could give you or even Jamil. Uh, I thought Jamil's minutes tonight were actually in co- comparison to what he's done in the other games that he's played in, especially in conference play. Uh, I, I thought his minutes were well served. Tonight. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could you could try to have him out there a little bit longer. Again, I don't think they're real comfortable playing Jamil and Aziz together. Um, for whatever reason, I just don't. It, it, they haven't done it hardly at all, right? I don't see it much. So, I mean, I guess the answer there is to just go small and and not yeah, play go, big. Go one of them with Day Day, Jizzle, Dan, and either Seamus or John. They haven't played a ton of Day Day and. And Jizzle together. I mean, Jizzle again. He had two points in in twelve minutes. Like he, he's not giving you that offensive spark that he did. You know, for a little bit of a stretch there, going into conference and in, in the start of conference play. He's also not shooting it very much. Uh, no. He did have. He did make a, a sound decision on a layup where it looked like it was going to be blocked. He ends up passing that off and got an assist, I, I believe, to Dan. Um, when he, when he did take a drive in, but I don't know. I, I feel like he's not been shooting his what 15 footers that he normally, whether they're baseline or, or otherwise, uh, he hasn't been shooting those types of jumpers that he does. He, like, he has certainly not been throwing up threes. Um, so I don't know if that's just his leash getting a little shorter or if that's a confidence thing or what that is. Cause I'm not sure that I'm not sure coach plays leashes with these guys. I, I think he's, 
especially after watching tonight. I think it's shoot whatever you want. I mean, I don't necessarily believe that to be true, but I, I don't think you had a whole lot of options tonight, especially towards the end. Vic was playing like crap. Aziz fouled out. Uh, John was looked like needed to go to the hospital. Uh, Mick says apparently Terry said uh, he took a shot to the ribs against UCF and then a shot in the same place today. So better hope that's something that uh, they can get figured out by Saturday because if he, he ain't there to defend Pop Isaacs, whoo. <laughs> um, passing was definitely an issue tonight. What 12 assists on 25 made baskets? Uh, Day Day had four, Jizzle had three, nobody else with more than two. Felt like whatever West Virginia did to keep them out of their their flow, their motion, uh, was effective because it, it they, there was a lot of standing tonight, Dave. A lot more than we've seen uh, of late, at least. Are, are you just not talking? Oh. I was sure. talking to you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really get to see it, so I'm just taking your word for it. that they. I mean, you watched the first half, didn't you? The first half, it was a problem, too. That was a lot I of the turnovers. I tried to. I was busy dunking all over a four-year-old. <laughs> I mean, we literally played basketball for two and a half straight hours. Aaron, it felt like there was a lot more standing tonight than we've seen of late. Well, and you know how much that frustrates me because I want to see this team. I, I feel like this team plays better when they are more aggressive, especially in driving to the hoop. I love the two far more than the three, especially a team that does not shoot the three very well. And again, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but 32 threes for this team, this team should never be shooting 32 threes. Yeah, again, like I said, it, it's pretty clear they just they got hot and fell in love yeah. with it in the second half. They didn't they didn't overshoot in the first half. They were cold. Yeah. Um, but like one for ten, but I, I didn't feel like I think there was two that I was like, what are we doing? Yeah, Dan, I know Dan had one that stood out to me. You go up 10, and then I think it's your next four actual shots or threes, four or five or threes, and then there's two or three turnovers in there as well. So you basically went like seven or eight possessions with either a turnover or a missed three, and that's how you let a team get right back in it. Day-Day missed a three. John Newman gets the offensive rebound. Then Skillings yes. gets blocked. CMOS and then they get another three. offensive rebound, and CMOS misses a three. And then that was the, the shot clock violation. Um, that was terrible. Yeah. And then Edwards gets a tip dunk. Turnover by Newman. They go back to Edwards uh, for a bucket. And then, let's see, missed by Skillings from three. That's when Slazinski... Uh, hit one to cut it to two. Edwards with another dunk off a turnover. Edwards with a layup. Then Seamus takes the lead. Battle answers. And then from there, just miss three, miss three, miss three, miss three. Up until Odie got the second chance bucket at the end. I just, 
I don't know if it was a, a nature of, of not having John on the floor. They panicked at the end. Like, I, I just clearly, like, there was no patience in any of that. It was just, ah, like, hot potato. They weren't good three-point shots. They were rushed, hurried three-point shots. They were defended well. Like, I mean, you were never, until what? I, mean, I don't even know what the final damn score was. Like, you were never down two possessions. Like, why are you taking all, like, I, I just, I, yes. where, where is, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, this team, so basically, Dave, tonight had, like, where is the leadership, whether it's coming from the floor, the bench, like, in that 10 in that, what ended up being, what, a 12 ended up even more than that, but, I mean, you went from 60-50 to 62-60, like, where, where are we just, like, in trying to stop the run or, you know, it just felt like, as you said, like incredibly frenetic, a total deviation of what you would think are winning type plays to be made in that moment. Like you, you just go up 10 on the road and you don't do anything that good teams do to close out games like that. You had 18 offensive rebounds and eight second chance points. That's insane to me. Yeah, that's pretty poor. Uh, poor efficiency. Conversion, conversion yeah. rate. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, you, know, you just can't, no matter who it's against, whether it's against... West Virginia or against Texas Tech or Houston, like you just you can't give game. I mean, you can't get give games away like that. And if if you have any, uh, what like any aspirations to be a qual- a quality team? Yeah, you you have to figure. Well, and that's kind of what we talked about all season. Is this team doesn't have. An alpha. This team doesn't have a guy who is wants the ball in his hands, taking the shots. They're, they're. I, I don't think they're nearly aggressive enough that compared to the style of players they have on this team. Team that's struggled to shoot threes. I, they should not continue to try and shoot their way out of the. I'm. We're not a good three point shooting team at this point. Figure out another way to put the ball in the hoop. Well, and here's part of it. I think Mark is right. They weren't going to get a whistle on contact at the rim. And Edwards is an elite shot blocker. Like, that's his thing. His thing. It's what he's known for. Maybe you get a little gun shy, but at some point, you have to to try to play you downhill. Can't just take I mean, two pointers you, out of, out of your whole you, repertoire. I mean... I'm just, this is total just spitballing, but like, can't you run curls to the elbow? Can't you post up CMOS? Like, it doesn't have to be a, a get to all the way to the basket or a three. Like, I know the two point right. jumper is a is a lost art, is not a high percentage, high efficiency play, but like, this team is now in losses 41 for 162 from three. Dave, I don't know what makes you think they're going to be any better from 
16 feet well, than they are see, from see 20. My, see my, I've seen him do it. I've seen Day-Day do it. Just yeah, like, I've seen them all also make threes and miss a shit ton of them, too. Well, like, until, just, until tonight, <laughs> you've seen Day-Day make one. He made three tonight. Good I know. Tonight. No, but I just like, it can't... If if that's where we are with whether it's the offense or the or the talent, then it's either at the rim or three, and we're not a good three point shooting team. Then that leaves that leaves a lot to a lot of middle ground there of how are you going to score points? Yeah, look, I'm not saying those options. Seeing... I'm not saying those options are great. But like, if right. you're not going to, you're, you're not going to get a whistle, and you're nine for thirty-two from three, you have to figure out a way to try to generate points from somewhere. Yeah, and it becomes increasingly difficult for this team, Dave. If Vic and Aziz go two for ten with no free throws, like four points, but you yeah, can't they're, have they're that. Still, neither of them are. are we, they're still not the, like, throw the ball into him guy. Vic, Vic has to be. Well, he is. He has to be. Anytime recently. Not tonight. No. I mean, he gets more of his stuff on movement and dump offs. Like, they're not, uh, you know, wall your guy off, pin your guy. We're going to throw it in. We're going to see if they double team. If they don't double team, you know, Take a couple dribbles, make a move, do an up and under, do a you know they're, whatever. They're, Dave, they're still running a lot of that for him, and he's just not. He's they turned it over three times in the opening segment. I know on on <laughs> silly stuff, easy that's why, stuff. That's why I said I don't think he should have played the rest of the game, but that might yeah, be a, an overreaction. But like it seemed pretty apparent at that point, like whether dude's still not feeling great or whatever. It's just. He wasn't in it, man. Like sometimes it's just not your night. You do more harm than good. Aaron, relax. They are not a miles away from being back in the tourney. That's if that's they win not tonight, that's, they're that's, right that's, on track to be in the fucking tourney. That's that's someone in the chat did want to make sure that's very apparent that that's not me. <laughs> not to you. Well, I mean, coaching but, staff making changes and adjustments. They've kept Cincinnati in every game, despite the fact they can't shoot for shit. Like, I, what else do you want a coaching staff to do? No, you're right. I mean, it, it, this this game becomes just just very very glaring because, yeah, you're you're staring down very hard. You're staring down, you know, like we've talked about whether, you know, week to week, whatever you want to say, arguably the three teams that are playing the best in the conference right now in a row. And, you know, you, you granted two of the three are at home, but it's... You, you know, have you, to get one now. You have you, to. You have to look at it. And I, I mean, I think you've got to get two to really have a, a shot without having to do, well, like, some sort of, like deep run in the conference, you know, conference tournament type thing. Um, you go at UCF and then Oklahoma State at home after that stretch. I mean, yeah, but like if, if you can go, but my point being, if you can go three and two in that segment, then you're what, six and eight? Right. 
And then you've got TCU, Houston, Kansas State, Oklahoma, West Virginia. To it's end a, the it's season. a catch twenty two because you're never technically out of it because you have so many good opportunities. But it's, right. but you're also it's so hard to grab because everybody you play is good. So and guess yeah, what? You, you can you you can you can be the optimist and say, hey, we're not out of it because you know if they get things right and they figure it out, they have opportunities. And then the other side of it can say, yeah. That is accurate, but they're also not playing good enough to see, you know, to seize a lot of those opportunities. So, you know, it's, it's just very, you know, and I, you just look at it. It's like seven losses starting at Dayton, which was what towards the end of December. So we're looking at a little over a month, like six weeks ish. Well, that was more early December, wasn't it? Was it? I mean, yeah, but I mean, but like, yeah. So it's like, we're basically yeah, basically six weeks ago in this stretch of losing seven games in the last six weeks. Like I said, I mean, you're a 25% three-point shooting team. Why am I going to think that that's all of a sudden going to change enough? Like, yeah, we've and we've talked about it. Like, they don't need to be great, but they're still not even getting to the okay part. Well, the problem is, the, you know, at least somewhat at least they were over well no they were under for the game <laughs> under four they, they still ended up 37 38 percent from the floor and 28 percent from three yeah so yeah yeah i mean yeah. yes the, the one for 10 really hurt but they still went eight for 22 <laughs> otherwise so that's i mean that's that's certainly better than they've been but it's still not that's, that good. hey look 36.4 percent from three dave i'm <laughs> i'm running down the street naked yeah. with the way this team has shot the ball especially on the road yeah yeah, I mean, if they went eight for twenty-two for the game and supplemented all those other attempts with like forty percent from two, they probably win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, Aaron. Thanks for the therapy session. It's much needed. My wife told me to calm down. You can take it out on us. That's what we're here for. I mean, the real question at this point is like, how much am I putting on Texas Tech Saturday? I don't – I know you're not going to – so the thing that scares me about Texas Tech is that they're just consistent. Like, if you watch their games, there's not a lot of up and down. And that's – Cincinnati games have been volatile as shit, right? Like, eight minutes with, like, one field goal, and then then they score 48 they go, points and a half. Then they like, go four, four for four from three. Right. Um <laughs> Texas Tech, that is not how they have uh, they have rolled this year. So that one is going to be a monster. I look if they don't have John Newman, Dave. <laughs> you're gonna somebody's gonna stop Pop Isaacs like that's not John Newman. I mean, I'm sure I, this right will be will be. An advent, uh, not an advantageous well, place. It would be, I'd be, te- you know, if you're going to bet, a, you know, if you're going to take Texas Tech at home, then you're going to be giving, you know, a decent amount of points. But like, you know, they're coming off a loss at TCU, but a game that was very, very close until the very end. Um, and outside of that, they got smoked at Houston. And they, other than those losses, they haven't lost since November. Yeah. 
And one of the things Bearcat Mick points out, they're the best free throw shooting team in the country. Cincinnati cannot do what they did tonight and foul three-point shooters that can't shoot. Like, Raquan Battle, he's a great scorer, but he is not a shooter. Closing they, out to the point that they're they him on two straight possessions shooting threes? Yes. Yep. This goes back to my – They were the I'm latest whistles ever, but – I'm gonna yeah, be, but, but, we're, but they were. I'm sure they were fouls, probably. Like regardless they of fouls, when, they were delayed closeouts, where guys were just like sprinting through him, like right through him. Like just, what? No. Like air quotes. You run by it. Don't you throw make your up and run don't by make it. winning plays. Like they didn't you, do that. Like, you, you gotta. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. frustrating because this was one that that you know it it i hate it's another one it's another one in the belt but it it's another one in the belt this should have had well this is where we go back to when you when you lose the way you did against texas and oklahoma in games that you should have won you are eliminating opportunities for stuff like tonight to happen because let's face it it's a great league. There's great players. There's going to be Jesse yeah. Edwards is an elite player in this league when he's healthy. Nights like tonight, where something stupid happens and you go cold over the final six minutes, whatever. Okay, but because you didn't close out Texas, you didn't close out Oklahoma. Now you're three and five instead of four and four. You got ten left. You got to get six. You got to get six out of this 10 at Texas Tech, number 15, Houston at home, number four, Iowa State at home, number 12. You've already lost two home games. That's what that's, and now that's, you've got that's what I'm going to say, Chad. Like, let's just be let's be honest. They cannot lose another home game. I don't give a shit who the opponent is. Okay. If you if you think they're gonna make the tournament, I'm not saying you, I'm saying you as in like if you think they have a chance to make the tournament, they cannot lose another home game. Then you go to UCF, you get Oklahoma State at home, at TCU, at Houston, Kansas State at home, at Oklahoma, and then West Virginia here. You you have to now get six of those ten. I can't count on them to win a road game, so they got to win every home game. I mean, is it five? They have five? I don't know what the numbers are, but One, two, I mean – Four or five. Yeah, they got five yeah, and five. If you, if you, if you have a prayer in hell, you got to win those five. You got to win at Oklahoma State, and you got to find another win in there somewhere, I think. I guess you just hope that this team had figured something out from the close games that they played in earlier, and tonight did not look like they figured anything out from those close games. Because, yeah. the, I mean, the, the data is the data, and the data is always going to be good because you're always playing good teams, but at some point you have to actually win the damn games. Yeah, being being close in this league ain't, ain't like, going to get great, you a whole lot. Great, your net is thirty-one, and you have gonna, seventeen wins. Who gives a shit? You're not making the tournament. It, well, it, it means you're going to play on Tuesday in Kansas City. Well, yeah, and good good luck uh, making hey doing it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. So we're really talking about OU in Kansas. It's toss up loss. Not, can, uh, not Kansas. Talking, 
talking about OU and Texas as games they were in position to win at home that they did not win. Home games. You have to win home games in this league. Losing two home games in the first five puts you behind the map. So then you have to do something like close out a 10-point lead with six and a half minutes left at West Virginia. Especially when it's against teams that are more or less on the same level as you. It's not like they – this was against Houston and Kansas. I mean, Texas is a very middle-of-the-road team. Oklahoma, I think, is maybe a little bit better, but like you just can't lose those games at home. Right. If if you think like if you want to have desires of of being a tournament team, you can't do it. Like it's just point blank. You can't do it. If you're gonna get to nine, like that's the number we've talked about all year. They gotta get to nine. Losing both of those games, if you just win one of them, then the BYU game cancels it out. You got a road scalp. Okay, you lost one at home to a good team. You can survive that because you're still even. You're still sitting at four and four. Sitting at three and five with 10 to go is a nightmare in this league. Yeah. It's a I mean, nightmare if, in this if league. You, if you have five home games left, and obviously two of them are upcoming against two very good teams. I mean, it's, I would say, based on recent returns, it's pretty unrealistic to think that they're going to get both of those. That just means now you got to go. Get Oklahoma State and UCF. You're just making well, Oklahoma, it that. Oklahoma State's at home. Oh, it is? Okay. I thought it was on the road. No. But, yeah. I mean, so it's like at Oklahoma, at TCU, at Houston, at UCF. Where's Tom, Kansas State? TCU, TCU's not a quality win. I just stop. Like, I, I always love when somebody throws that. I'm just realistic. I completely ignore things that are uh, very specific uh, to say that I'm realistic over optimistic. Come on. What are we doing? Like, the, you don't have to run them down any farther than they've already done their self. No, you got ten, <laughs> ten left, ten left, five yeah. at home, five on the road. Yeah, that's what I said. Whew. And the, the five road, on the road. The road, the road slate is not kind. The five on the road are Texas Tech, UCF, TCU, Houston, and Oklahoma. Yeah. So I, just the, just the fifteenth, twenty fifth, fourth, and twenty third ranked teams in the country. No big deal. Yeah, and then a UCF team that is significantly better at home than they oh. are on the road. They Kansas blew a sixteen point lead at right. UCF. Did Baylor get them tonight? Yeah. Okay, they pulled away. Yeah. Yeah. That was it was a one point game with like Oh, UCF was winning well into the second half. Yeah. UCF was winning with I think like 7 minutes to go and then uh and then Baylor pulled away. But yeah, I've heard I mean, as much as 4 4 minutes it's, to go. Right. It's well, it was a one point game with six and a half minutes to go, not a 10 point game with six and a half minutes to go. Like, this is one if they don't make the tournament, this is one you're going to kick yourself because it was there for the taking. If you finish reasonably well, it's there for the taking, and they were a disaster. 
You just can't 19 to five over the final six and a half minutes. And two of those were at the end. And you know what though, Chad, it's the 19 to five is glaring, but it's the, it's the first part of the second half where they had scored 23 points in the first half. And you just let them come right out of the locker room and get right into a fucking groove. Yeah. Well, that was, that was Edwards just dominating. Right. But either any way you want to slice it, like you played a mediocre, whatever you want to call it first half and you're still up four. you're holding a team at home to 23 points. And you just, you know, you let them, you know, you're spoke like we've talked, like the reason they've been able to stay in a lot of these games is they have played good defense. They've been a good rebounding team. And you hold a team to 23 and then give up 46. Now the, the blown part of the game is what grabs the attention, but like, you just let them get right into a group to start the second half. I mean, they had as many points as they scored in the first half in what the first like seven to ten minutes of the second half. It was be I think it was before. It was definitely before the under eight media stop. Probably right right around ten minutes. They yeah. shot fifty eight percent in the yeah. second half. Now, obviously, the the glaring part of that is. Edwards goes nine for nine. So what five for fifteen without him? Should have just should have done the should have done the hack shack. Should have. He can't should've make free throws for shit. That Odie into whale on his wrist. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what uh that's what Houston has done. Like yeah. I mean, once he gets once he gets in a groove and he's made, made like four or five. In a row, how about we like try to disrupt him? How about we plant his ass on the floor? Like, don't make it so damn easy. Yeah. Well, the problem was they defended the ball screen so bad, Dave. There wasn't anybody around him to foul him. <laughs> he just did whatever he wanted for for the entire second half. This there is, wasn't a whole lot is, of it that was like overly contested. I, mean, I know I've said this so many times, but it's like if it's not the shooting, it's the defense. When the defense is good, we turn the ball over 15 times. It's when when this is good, we go, you know, 55% from the free throw line. It's like yeah. You, you can't plug the you, you know, you can't plug the holes because some and it's not like little things. They're like big glaring things that determine wins and losses. Like well, like yeah. perfect example, Dave. They they start the game just terrible taking care of the ball. Yeah, just terrible taking care of the ball. Yep. They they clean it up. Whoop! Off they go, and they 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 look much more competent on offense. They take they're up six, I think, right before half. What it ended up four. Four, yeah. Four and a half, but they're they're up six right there because they stopped turning it over. It took care of the ball. And then you get in the second half, and it's ball screen defense that just completely cratered. Like, I don't understand. It wasn't like like West Virginia was taking a bunch of threes, and you really had to alter your ball screen defense to the point that you left Edwards open. Like yeah, it wasn't like he, him. it wasn't like you went under and Kirk Reese had just has been he went six for six against Oklahoma State or, or one of their most recent games. Like it wasn't yeah. like he was in a groove and you were you're covered, you were doing no. the wrong 
I mean, he, made, he went he two was, for two to start the second half, but like, but both of those were dumbass shots. Oh, one was like a fadeaway. I did see a, that a one. step back, <laughs> out of rhythm fadeaway, and then he hit another one. It was contested, but that was the only threes he made all night. That like they weren't punishing you from three. Why are you? Why is Edwards? Why is him being open on it? He wasn't popping, Dave. He wasn't well, this, shooting a three. I mean, this is not the first time that their ball screen defense has been bad. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, I, I can think Things of one have game. To be better. I can think of one game in particular. Well, uh, but even with Disu and <laughs> Disu, well, no, that, that and I know you're talking about Holmes. Yeah, but at least like with Disu, Disu is a threat to like either beat you from three or like put it on the flight. He did a bunch of different. Yeah. things. Edwards was just he's, set he's a not, ball screen, roll to the rim, catch it, and score. I mean, outside of a free throw, did he shoot the ball outside of th- three feet from the basket? I don't no. think so. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't recall. So like, so like why? Why are you allow you know allowing such free access on the roll? Agreed. Agreed. What are you doing? What is the big doing? They don't hedge. They ice. Right, but, and Data is, Data is good at getting over the screen. Elite at getting over the screen. No, obviously, so it's, not, it's not him that's always in that in that action. action. Sure, sure. But John is too, other, and John, John is too, and he was only out the last couple minutes, and this was going on all, ga- all game, so it's not like it was something that just popped up at the very end. Yeah. I mean, sure, John, if your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. Yeah. They played in the last six minutes. The conversation is sure, absolutely. Forty-one for one hundred sixty-two from three in their seven losses. They would have seven losses. What a stupid stat! (laughs) I mean, forty-one, like just forty-one for a hundred and sixty-two. It makes me want to throw up because I Chad knows I I hate the three. I hate it. I hate how reliant that teams have become on the three and especially this team being not a good free three point shoot three point shooter shooting what's team. what's worse that they're that percentage or that they're taking 23 threes a game when they shoot that bad from three All but it's up. a it's a product of them not being able to really get anything inside in the flow yeah. of an offense that's been an overarching theme in their losses more even maybe even more so than the threes Dave is that they're bigs right and they're they're I mean, they're, 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 they're I mean I'm I'm using it because it's it's so I, bad but it's just funny to say but it's it is that because they can't get anything at at the rim in the in right. the norm in the half court like not literally nothing if if day day or Dan or John don't break their guy down at the top of the key, they don't get anything at the rim in the half court. Agreed. Yep. They're, they're bad at layups, uh, and they're bad at threes. and Also free throws. And free throws. <laughs> so, like, the, the whole shooting thing. Yep. <laughs> Look, Aaron, they shot 100% from the free throw line in the second half, so I don't want to hear any free throw bullshit. They, they shot eight eight shots in the whole game. Two for two? Two for two. Yeah, they're two for two. <laughs> set them up, Dave. I set them up. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't, I, I think Wes would be, would say like, yeah, that's a pretty terrible percentage. It's, it's out of, but it's out of circumstance. We're, we're not, I don't think he would ideally want to be them taking 23 threes a game. But as we said, like, if you can't do anything inside, like you're going to have to shoot the ball from somewhere. Right. <laughs> so. Somebody's got to shoot open shots. Like we've talked about it a bunch of times, and it's not been a product of bad offense. No, until, I think today, I think today the offense was like. I thought West Virginia frustrated. Like, like they didn't get any. Like, I, I don't know if they were. I'd, I'd have to, you know, maybe this is something Chris and I will talk about uh, tomorrow. But th they didn't get a lot of motion. They didn't get a lot of activity. Um, playing off like the the second screen getting the ball back to the weak side. Um, it looked disjointed for yeah, but like, I a mean, good portion of the night. Again, not being able to see it. Like, did they feed Edwards like in the true post-up sense or was a lot really. of it on the pick and roll? Cause like, I'm, you know, if, if it's, it's in the pick and roll. roll, I was going to say, if it's, if there's, if it's in the true post-up sense, like, were we doubling? Because I, I feel like him being out so long that he wouldn't be in the in the flow of like you know how to handle that quickly and where you know because that's a big that's a big feel thing for a post guy is is feeling the double and where and where to go and stuff like that. And if he, but if it was all no, they were roll, then they weren't doing be, a lot. Of, and I'm I mean, just even more confused because I mean the guy had a pound of athletic tape on his wrist and wasn't going to shoot the ball unless he absolutely had to. And yet we're just allowing no. him to, to duck over That's, and over. And he over was going to shoot the ball every time he got a chance in the second. Well, half. but I mean like not from, but not from anywhere outside of a few feet. He wasn't going to like take jumpers. No, but they weren't stopping him from getting to right. two well, feet. That's the thing is like, you knew he wasn't <laughs> going to do that, but, but you still gave him the only thing that he was going to do. Yep. I'm not I'm not arguing there. MW2 top G. If they go eight and ten with maybe two big wins from this, it could make the turn. Yes. And then I'll I will force Chad to give you a free year's membership of Bearcat Journal. <laughs> they didn't do enough out of conference to get in. Right. That's, I, that's like well, okay. Let, let, let's humor the thought for a second, Dave. To get in with eight wins, you would have to win Houston at home, <coughs> at Houston, at Texas Tech. Well, no, Oklahoma. but you have, to, you have to beat the – but see, the thing is, though, you have to beat the air quotes bad teams because if you lose to those teams, it doesn't matter that you – because now you just have more no, no. quad three losses. Right, but they got five wins. They got three wins. Right. So to get the, to get in with eight, they would need five significant wins. Right, but that means at Texas lost. Tech, at Houston, Houston at home, Iowa State at home, at TCU or Oklahoma, one of the two. Yeah, at TCU or at Oklahoma. But then that also like, means was, you lost to West Virginia at home, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma at State. Home. So it doesn't right. like it doesn't matter. You just cancel right. each other out. They're not getting in with eight. All right. 
Although they don't cancel out, Dave, because if you're putting on no. your resume, right. the, the, bub, the bubble, everybody in the bubble, top ten, bad losses, top ten right. scalps, sure. on the road, which metrically BYU, I still think is going to somehow end up being like oh. a top fifteen road win. When oh, they're going to keep they're going to keep beating teams at home and probably yeah. grab a cup, just like you know, yeah, just like we sh- like. Just like we should, if we could have gotten the Texas there, we'd be in the same situation. If we could have gotten the Texas and or Oklahoma win plus the West Virginia win, like you just get almost everything at home and you don't have to worry about as much of it on the road. But when you drop two already and you still have other like other very losable games at home, you can't have four like. In a week from now, they could, have, or almost in a week from now, in a week from Saturday, they could have four home losses very easily. Yeah, and then you got you got nothing at that point. Like, there's no unless you can go and win the conference tournament, you're not getting in the tournament. Right. This team is not winning four road games. Three more road games the rest of the way. <clears throat> you could have pocketed a second one today, and that would have put you back to even. And you didn't. It, it, you know. Stinks. Yeah. I mean, we have been doing this math from the minute the Big 12 play started. And they got themselves behind the eight ball, losing at home to Texas and Oklahoma in games that they could have won. Not that they should have won. Texas... They should have beat Texas. Yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like there was like, but it wasn't like there was like some play like the Texas game. I mean, you could have you you could have won. I I'm not going to go as far as to say you should have won. Right. Yeah, Mark. Win Saturday. Yeah. 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 It's very I'm simple to, to, yeah. to, like, yeah, win Saturday, win next Saturday. Like, yeah, sure. What's Marvin it's, say, Dave? No, I'm not going to do it. Come on. Not, not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Why not? You want to. I know, but it's been said enough. I don't want to give anybody PTSD from those, <laughs> one, those, those wonderful – press conferences um oh boy i mean that's that's my point of like don't use the f word i'm not using the f word you you're just you just are what you are at this point yeah <laughs> a fun uh, an f word is not six weeks long no games or should have ones in this conference it, look that's great to say like that's great to to tote out there, but when you're talking about what needs to be done to get into the NCAA tournament, that's just not true. That's not true, Top G. I love you. This league is hard. It's hard. I mean, they're going to Lubbock Saturday. You have, none of them have been there. Right. That's hard. That sweatshirt he was wearing tonight was like three sizes too big. Yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. He's lost a lot of weight. Probably hasn't gone. I imagine I he's not, he's... A, not a big shopper. I feel like, shopper. I feel like his, 
Where does, like his where recycling... does he hasn't had a drop since uh, he stopped recycling cans? Back yeah. I was going to say, I feel like his recycling and, and contribution to the uh, the environment has also... Yeah, do you, think, well, do you think he wears like eco-friendly clothes? The... Only shops at second-hand stores? The recycling economy in West Virginia has taken... It, it's tanked. It's taken a major dive. <laughs> but no, why you're correct. No games are should have ones in this conference. Sure, I'll give you that. But that's how you end up six and twelve in this league instead of nine and nine because losing the Texas and Oklahoma games at home puts that in play, doesn't it? If you win those games, you're trending much more comfortably to eight, nine, ten wins. You want a perfect example? Perfect. A perfect example? Give it to me. The team that Cincinnati plays on Saturday. They didn't screw around. They won at Texas. They beat Oklahoma State. They beat Kansas State. They beat BYU. And they beat Oklahoma. They lost against Houston. And they lost a tough one. They lost at Houston and a tough one at TCU. They held serve at home against Oklahoma State. They held serve at home against Kansas State. They held serve at home against BYU. They went on the road and beat Oklahoma. And they went on the road and beat Texas. Their schedule is not that much different than Cincinnati. I would guess if you look at like like margin of victory, these are all pretty much, I mean, they beat Oklahoma State pretty bad. They beat Texas pretty bad. But one point game against Kansas State. Uh, a close game with BYU, a one-point game, a one-point win over Oklahoma. They have a close game with TCU. The TCU pulls away a little bit late. Like, Texas Tech is doing what Cincinnati had the opportunity to do and didn't. And guess what Texas Tech now has, Dave? Got a little breathing room. Yeah. That that's what happens when you're sitting at what five and two? I think they are because they've already had their bye. You're no. Sitting at five and two in the conference, yeah. and nine wins isn't some crazy out of reach goal when you're sitting at five at this point. It's just math. About eight, eight, eight win Rice winning at Memphis. <laughs> Just 14 and a half point road dogs. You hate to see it. And Kentucky lost in overtime. Man. Yeah. Too bad. Um, yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of, we, you know. Can talk clearly talk yourself in circles. The bot I mean the bottom sure. line is 
the bottom line is this team's not going to beat anybody of substance if they don't somehow start shooting the ball better. I mean, all the other stuff doesn't – I mean, it matters, but, like, if you're just not going to shoot the ball well, you're not going to beat anybody good, whether it's Come here they, or there. Right. I mean, that, yeah, just shooting this, the ball. I'm just – I mean, very broad term, shooting yeah, the ball. This is, this is not a Chad Aaron debate from a year ago where, like, that team had to shoot threes. The only two guys they had that were worth the shit, like, shot perimeter shots. Yeah. They had to shoot threes. That's, this team's not shooting it well from three. They're not shooting it well from two. They're not shooting it well from one. Like, and yeah. somehow, it's a it's a miracle that they have been in every one of these games down to the wire. It's rebounding. That's the only thing keeping rebounding and defense, defense is the only thing is the only is, thing keeping them into yeah. these games. Their defense has been good up until the second half today. Their defense and, has been great up until the second half today. Yeah. And the second half today it was bad. But and it was but, one what, guy. what do we talk about? What do you see in the tournament? You gotta you gotta shoot to, you gotta score to beat good teams. You're not gonna fucking yeah. hold everybody to 56 points and and win 59-56 while shooting, you know, 39%. Yeah. Like you, well, you could do that in the old Big East because that's kind of how all the teams every, were built, right? Everybody was built like that. Everybody was built to just stand in the middle of the ring and just punch each other in the face. That's not how this league is built. Good old rock fights. That was Big East. I take I I take all the rock fight Ws you want to give me right now. <laughs> We might CJ come back. You would hope he's been running. He's been starting to do some light stuff, light work, uh, sh uh, shoot arounds, things of that nature. You've got Texas Tech Saturday. Then you've got a week off between Texas Tech and Houston. I heard he's getting close to thinking about maybe potentially Jesus practicing. <laughs> <laughs> you want time stamp Steve, <laughs> Steve, they didn't play terrible defense against West Virginia. They played terrible defense in the second half against one guy. That guy scored 19 points in the second half. Yeah, I mean, just... <laughs> I mean, I don't know who it's going to be, how it's going to happen, but yeah, you know, got to be you're, better. You're a 25 percent shooting team, three point shooting team for essentially the last six weeks. Yeah, like, and yeah, great. We've and we've lost a lot of. We've been in all these games, but the bottom line is that you've lost more than you won, and unless you figure out a way to shoot some level better than that it, it, you know we can talk about ball screen defense we can talk about turn it doesn't matter make yeah you know. right must win UCF West Virginia Oklahoma State Kansas okay that's state. seven Kansas state Kansas yeah. state okay now you're at seven still gotta find still gotta get to two more to, you know that sounds great in theory, Sam. I agree. Uh, they're I mean, all those... like they're all must wins. 
Like, you gotta win. Just don't don't You're parse three and it. Five. Yeah, don't parse it. Don't go through the schedule and do onesie twosies. Like until they can prove that they can. I mean, shit. Have they won? When's the last time they won two games in a row? December. January 6th and December 29th. We're back yeah, to back. Wins. Evansville and BYU. It's actually four wins in a row at that point. Yeah. But, so, but I mean, so you're a month a month from a month removed from winning two games in a row. And we're talking about like just get all these. Win streak, the old Lou Brown win streak. Yeah. That's two in a row. That's the thing. How, you know, winning streak. You're you're so inconsistent in various areas that you can't put together two wins in a row. But then I'm supposed to sit here and think that you're all of a sudden going to get consistent. Top G. There's always a path, but this is the point we're making. <laughs> this is the point we're making. It's what we're saying. What is? What is un, like? What is hard to grasp about the point that we're making? The path, the path to is, nine with at four and four is a hell of a lot easier than the path to nine at three and five. That's what we've been talking about for seventy-five minutes. <laughs> there's all there's there's always a path. But you have to show me that you're that you're capable of, of walking down it. Like look, until they're mathematically eliminated from nine conference wins, there's always a path. There's always a path. In a week and a half, we're gonna be like, all they gotta do is win seven in a row to get to or six in a row to get to nine conference the, wins. The the path <laughs> is the conference tournament. If we can just win the conference tournament and yeah. beat yeah. all of the because, teams, you know. That's that's just as easy as it is if you're in a one bid league. I mean, like really, honestly, honestly, if you just don't win until the last three regular season games and then win three games in the com- make the conference tournament championship, there you go. On. What? They're on pace to have to win five, Dave. Oh, I'm, 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 jo- I'm, but I'm joking. Like, there's your, there's your path to six. Yeah, <laughs> you got to just count three in the conference tournament. Uh, and it just you like that's the whole thing it's like we've done the math so much we we've paid attention to the details watching that slip away you're just like yeah like you just you just made it exponentially harder on yourself exponentially yeah harder on yourself i'm just i'm not great at math and i i get to not really do math when i've when you when you do what you do tonight, because I don't like you gotta do so much for me to then actually start getting back into the trying to do the math part of it. I don't like, like the math. Like go out and win the next two, and then I'll come on here and talk about the path. <laughs> Just you know, beat Texas Tech yeah. at Texas Tech, get Houston at home. Then they're five and five, Dave. Exactly. With with road wins over Texas yeah. Tech and BYU. Yeah. If if they win at Texas Tech and hosting Houston, I'm gonna sound like Brent. <laughs> How are we? I'm I mean, I will be singing their praises from a mountain. 
look, Jeff, nobody's saying lose it. Like, no, we're just being realistic. Like, that's what we're here for, right? That there's no doom and gloom. There's no this team stinks and the coach needs to be fired. It's a realistic take on what we've been talking. Can this team make the NCAA tournament? Like, that is ultimately. They're on the bubble, squarely on the bubble, a lot less on the bubble tonight than they were this afternoon. But what needs to be done? That's what we're here to talk about. Nobody is dumping on the players and saying anybody sucks. The reality is this is a team that has shown they are not a good shooting team, not from three, not from two, not from one. This is a team that has put themselves in the hole by losing two games at home that were close and now losing a game on the road against one of the teams in the bottom of the league where they were up 10 with six and a half minutes to go. I don't know what else can be said at this point. Yes, they're close. Yes, I really like watching this team. They fight. They got a bunch of good dudes. They put themselves in situations that have been unfavorable and not given up, continued to fight, continued to battle all the way till the end. They've won a couple of those games, including one against Central Florida on Saturday. But at three and five, with a team that needs to at least get to nine, tonight's loss is tough. Tonight's loss changes the conversation. Yep. Maybe they're still a year away. Maybe it's the Lance year. Lance and Deontay Vaughn year. Remember, they they go to Maui, and they, they finish second in Maui. They lose a close one to Gonzaga. Everybody felt like, you know, Crosstown shootout, that was a really good X team, came down to overtime. And then that team couldn't get over the hump. And they became an NIT team. And then the next year is when things took off. Maybe that is, maybe year three of Wes is year four of Mick. I don't know. What I know is, given their resume, Dave, I, I would have felt a lot better if this was like like tooth and nail all the way through and West Virginia made a play at the end and they win by one, whatever. But you yeah. go up 10 with six and a half left. They blew by you. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I'm, I mean, that's where the, the whole second half defense comes. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's not like you had, you got an onslaught from Hunter Dickinson and, Kevin McCullers. Right. <laughs> they, they were up 10. Up, I mean, up 10 was 629 left. You got, you got, it was tied. We got bombed by, by Zelensky's auto parts from, from Tommy boy. Uh, and, and a really good player, but one that didn't really play. And so, you know, you sure yeah, let him. I mean, you sure let him knock the rust off. 
but you thing, know, like why aren't oh, it just it just bothers me. It's like why aren't you just trying to physically just like make him suffer on on that really? stuff? At least uncomfortable. Oh no, I'm trying. Like I'm make I'm putting yeah, not dirty stuff, but like. Like what you other get, teams did to Aziz when he came back from a back injury. You haven't played. You've played 16 minutes in a month, and we're just gonna let you, you know, free reign, roll your ass to dunks and layups and free throws. In oh, the well. most critical stretch of the game, right? Like, top G. Uh, look. Nobody is acting like nine wins slam dunks them into their the NCAA tournament. What we're it's acting like com- is not in the conversation you have to without get it. To nine to even <laughs> to even bro to even hope. <laughs> Top G, you were just talking about fucking eight getting them in. What are we doing? What are we doing? The the conversation is to get in the tournament. You need nine. That doesn't guarantee you that you get into the tournament. It's that I don't think you get there with eight. So you need nine. No. I mean, eight, eight, and I mean, I know we can talk about the, you know, West Virginia last year, but, but I don't know what West Virginia's non-conference was last year. I don't know who those, Seven wins were, you know, who those seven wins were against last year. There's a lot of nuance to that. Um, but if you have a losing record in your conference, it's it's very hard to to put to to think that you're going to have a shot to make the conference tournament outside of uh, or make the NCAA tournament outside of a very deep run in your conference tournament. No, because it's happened. The it, it has, but. Cincinnati doesn't have the out of conference. Right, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we people can say, "Oh, well, West Virginia made it at seven and eleven, but yeah, but what were their non conference? That's why I don't know. Yeah, so that's that's why I'm like, it, it's not. Yeah, I think West Virginia had four quad one wins non con last year. Yeah, I mean, we they have we have what eight and ten. We have one, maybe one all total, right now. Uh, two. Is TCU the home? Is, is yeah. that a one? They were just—I I mean, last night they—they they beat Texas Tech, so I would assume their metrics are are where they need to be. Uh, TCU's quad one, and uh, BYU Road is quad one. Mark, sure, uh, yeah, great, okay. You're again—we're arguing semantics here. We're just talking ourselves in circles. Dave wants to talk football. Nah, at this point, I mean, it's 11 o'clock. Do we really need to? Yes. <laughs> okay. We don't have to do it for long, but we're going to do it for a little bit. I got All a couple right. ad reads to get in, Dave. Oh, we'll get those uh, in. We don't want, we want okay. to make our money. Yeah. This ad read brought to you, this timestamp brought to you by Turtles Brew. Zero sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free, bourbon-infused sweet tea. They have uh, a lot of great flavors. They have lemonade tea, cherry lime, raspberry peach, orange vanilla, uh, strawberry mint. There's over 100 locations uh, in the state of Ohio. Go to turtlesbrew.com for more information and locations. Uh, A portion of the proceeds go to Save the Sea Turtles. 6% ABV 
just a uh, an all around delightful beverage for uh, UC fans. So go get you some Turtles Brew, and uh, that'll take us to talking some Big Twelve, talking some UC football. That is brought to you by Team Ticker. You can see it right there. I got the Sea Paul. Aaron's got the Bearcat. A one of a kind sports sign. For Bearcat fans, if you're looking for the perfect addition to your man cave, your dorm room, a gift for that special Bearcats fan, go to teamticker.com and pick up your team ticker today. Excuse me. My voice is not wanting to hold up. Uh, easy to hang, provided hanging kit. They play the fight song at game time. Your dogs will love that. Uh, especially like right before a women's game when you're not expecting it. And then they love it. And they look at me and stare at it the entire time. Like dad, why are you doing that to me? Uh, but yeah, go to teamticker.com and enter code BCJ to get $50 off, $50 off your purchase. Wanted to make sure I got that right this time. $50, Dave, not 50 something else, apparently, which I said last week. And my dad called me at the end of the show and was like, Hey, you said, <laughs> you said the wrong thing. I can't be perfect. Um, all right, Dave. <laughs> Does a middle finger emoji scroll across team ticker? No, I, I haven't I haven't seen that. So um Tyson Bite, Dave. Officially yeah. announced as the defensive coordinator. Uh, I'm assuming you've had a chance to listen to the press conference and all of that good stuff. So uh, give me a rundown on the Bearcats' new DC. Yeah, I mean, he said uh, you know, a lot of things that you would expect someone to say um, at their introductory press conference when they've been at a new place for, you know, hours and days not even you know a week or so i always love the when we getting into like the personnel questions like you know guys guy doesn't even know how to get get to campus from probably where he's staying without you know major gps work i don't think he knows the details of the roster yet but i mean i would say probably the most i mean i don't even know if it'd be interesting but just his comments regarding structurally defense but also you know i need to see what i have you know i think you guys probably talked about it on monday a lot of guys are like i'm this i run this defense or i run this offense and this is what we do where it sounded like the way i took it was i would prefer to run this i would like to run this but if my personnel dictates that I can't run this to a level that I am confident in. I'm not going to do it for the sake of doing it. So, you know, we will see. I'm sure the first, I'm sure the teachings and the initial alignments will be that three, three, five look with the third safety. But if they get out there and they're like, we kind of don't have that guy. Because that is an important guy. You're not really hiding that guy. So they're yeah. going to 
I imagine he'll figure out uh, something else, some other well, way to do it. So, I mean, Dave, it's like it's like if you're you go into a place and you inherit a three down lineman defense, but you're a four down lineman guy. It might be hard to run that four down because you don't have right seven or eight dudes ready to be you know mm-hmm. high level rotation defensive linemen. You might only have five or six, so he's going to have to come in and determine: Do we have you know? It's like I said to Aaron the other night. You might feel like you went out and you recruited a good deal of like we we added some safeties. We bolstered our safety room, but you recruited to a two-safety room. If you add a safety, now the depth that you thought you might have is very thin. Yeah. Because you, you were anticipating we're going to play these two guys most of the time. These are the two guys that are going to back them up. Okay, well, now you need six instead of four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the two the two guys that come to mind – as potentials and we'll just yeah we'll see this is a very 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 just uneducated yeah i don't want to say uneducated but just a very basic view of it is i'm interested to see if um makai miller the transfer from new mexico state and then Jaden davis the redshirt freshman they're kind of two guys that I see as potential fits in that spot. But again, Jay Davis has not played any defense to my knowledge. Maybe one game at the end of the season, he got some snaps. And Makai Miller has been a traditional safety. So again, we'll see. But, um, I think there are some some options there, but again, it it it's more than just like the starter. You have to. It's just like any other position. You need depth, right. and yeah, we might have one guy that can do it, but he is he he's going to play all seventy to a hundred defensive snaps every game for <laughs> right every yeah twelve games. Yeah, so. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, it certainly takes a little bit bigger of a safety because um, their 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 main task is is run support is is basically becoming that third linebacker, so to speak, and and really playing aggressive downhill, really um, on the RPO, whether it's the quarterback or the running back. Um, so, yeah, it'll be, you know, it'll just be interesting because he's had a lot of success. I mean, the linebacker play, I will be watching that. I mean, we still don't know exactly how things are going to shake out with assistant coaches. Um, they do now have kind of a a glut at guys that have predominantly coached linebackers. And, I'm not sure how – I mean, they're all defensive coaches. I'm sure they've all coached various positions and, and helped in various ways. But, like, I do have some concern if they 
just move someone to the secondary, given the fact of secondary was not awesome last year. Yeah. And so are you going to have someone that is, that is not there? Um, I mean, safeties, I guess, is where – because Carrie is, is there. But, I mean, I don't know how comfortable I feel about a, a guy – who's been a linebacker coach, now he's going to be a safety coach, whether it's him or anybody else, you know. I mean, honestly, of... I he knows the defense. If that's the inflection point of the defense, I guess I would yeah, I would probably feel better with him doing it than anybody else. But then – But then he's not coaching the position that he's produced he's been an incredible awesome amount right? of good, good right. players at. Right. Right. That's the concern there. It's like, okay, I, I would feel okay – if they said he was coaching safeties year one, like to 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 get this defense kickstarted, but then he's not coaching linebackers, where essentially every Iowa State linebacker has been a, a an all conference guy for like six years. That's a yeah. slight exaggeration, but like, well, they've had sixteen all conference linebackers in seven years. That's a freaking lot. Well, 16 times some of those guys have done it multiple times. Right, so right. 16 times over seven years, an Iowa State linebacker was either first, second, or third team all big twelve. I would prefer him coaching linebackers, Dave. Right. I, I mean I would I would tend to agree with that. Um I mean, it's, but, I mean outside of that, I mean very run of the mill first press conference stuff. Um, yeah. I did like the stuff from Sat on going outside of his comfort zone because yeah. there was, there was an easy path to having a defensive coordinator in like two days. Right. Oh yeah. Several of them really. Yeah. And instead I like the fact that he said, I need a guy that understands what, I mean, let, let's, let's call it, let's call a spade a spade. I think it's safe to say over the last five years, Iowa State consistently year after year has been the best defense in the Big 12. I would imagine that they have been the best defense all five of those years. Yeah. I mean, they have done the best job of anyone in the league. They've done the best job defending the league. I mean, even two I years love. ago, even two years ago, when they had a bad record, it they was were the because the, yeah. it was because the offense was anemic. There were people joking that Iowa State had just adopted Iowa's offense. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and oh, it, look. you know, I look at it just a very, very similar to like the way the Bengals' offensive structure works, in that Haycock is a very, very veteran defensive coordinator at Iowa State. Um, I mean, there was talk. a lot of their talk about the hire was that he was retiring in the next year or so and that Tyson was projected, you know, you never know how things actually will end up, but projected to take his spot. Um, So my thinking is very similar to how, like, yeah, Zach Taylor calls the plays, but, like, Brian Callahan – certainly had an incredible amount of, of input and game plan and whatnot. So I, I've, I've, I imagine it's, it's very, very similar to where, you know, T- 
Tyson Veidt is not just coaching linebackers, and it's like, right, you know, the other guy is just calling all of his stuff on his own and and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they've got him out, and I know he was out in Cincinnati today with Carrie and Scott. A lot of the coaches have been over the last week or so. Have been in, I know a bunch of them were up in Northern Ohio, and then all over. He's he's already offered. I think he's got. It seems to me that he probably. He, it looks like he has some Chicago area ties because he's offered two linebackers out of Chicago today. Uh, one who is a teammate of 2024 signee Zach Clark. Yeah. Um, so, you know, potential there, which has been a, a, a pretty good spot for, for UC. Gino had some ties there. Walt has some ties there. Um, Denbrock obviously did when, when he was here. Um, so the whole Chicago land area is a, is a place that UC's recruited, you know, fairly well over an extended period of time, regardless of, of coach. So, but yeah, I mean, it's I, – I like the defense. I like, you know, I like that look with kind of that extra middle player um, that is not a, a drop safety, so to speak, but not a linebacker. You know, I think that is a, a player that can – can do a lot of different things in both the run and pass game. Like you can be in like, I like it because I think you can be in that defense as your base and you can, you can cover and match up with a lot of different offensive formations. Whereas in a, you know, in a more traditional defensive alignment, if you're, if a team is more in a pass formation, you're bringing in like a, Five ten, hundred and eighty pound slot corner type guy versus this guy can typically stay on the field, kind of regardless of whether the offense is like in in two tight ends or if they're in four wide receivers. You don't have to make as much of a personnel change to match up to that. Well, and. What have we kind of talked about that I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot more as we get to the offseason? Somehow, Dave, this has become a running league. Like, oh, yeah. when you look at, like, if you were to chart the the 10 best players in the Big 12 returning for next year, how many are running backs? Six? Well, I mean, like, just go through, I would go, like, go through, like, Compare the the top running backs coming back to the top receivers, right? And quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't think there's there's like. Do you look around this league right now and quarterback scares you? Garrett Garrett Green at West Virginia and the the young and I I butcher his name, but the young the guy at Arizona and Shadur Sanders. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I'll probably leave some, you know, overlook somebody, leave somebody out. I'm not really in like diving into teams rosters no, right but now. You know my point. Like, but yeah, there, there is not like the, uh, at this point, there's not like the, um, there's certainly no like surefire first round quarterback or, 
we're not looking at this league like they were at the Pac-12 at the start of last year, where it's right. like there's Caleb, great right. Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, Penix. yeah, uh, Knicks, uh, Bo Nix, Arizona's Arizona quarterback, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, I mean it's a and yeah, what. What a the, what a fun league the Big East is. Uh, they've had two games on FS1 tonight. Uh, in both of them, there were forty six combined foul calls in in the game. The Xavier game was pretty high scoring. Yeah, because everybody was in, like... they were just standing at the free throw line the entire yeah. game. That's that's what ninety two. 92 fouls in, in two games. Oof. It just it, it caught my eye. I had to chuckle at it a little bit. But this is a running back league. So having that extra, you know, physical, and, and I, I assume, I don't know a ton about it. You probably know more than I do. With, with the three safety look that Iowa State has used. I know I've watched Iowa State and how physical they are and how fast they played downhill and, and how they're looking to hit you. I would assume, you know, they had one safety back there. That's like a, a deep coverage, you know, help out over the top. And then two others that are looking to, to play downhill and, and smack you if possible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to, I have not studied it tremendously. I mean, they play their, their corners play press. And then they're say they're two safe two true safeties are kind of basically in a Tampa two, and then this third guy, I I imagine lines up in the middle, but shaded to wherever the power side of yeah, the formation is. Yeah, and and that's kind of how they align from there. Yeah, but you got to stop the run in this league now. It ain't, it ain't as simple as well, we're putting yeah, as many DBs on the field to make plays in the pass game because this league will run over you if you if you go that route. Yes, because I mean we can if the football schedule did come out yesterday. Let's let's discuss briefly. Do you have any other ad reads today? Uh no, <laughs> I think we're good for now. I mean we can we can timestamp real quick to just to just get another one in, you know. Timestamp brought to you by Turtles Brew. 6% ABV, zero carbs, zero sugar, gluten-free, bourbon-infused sweet tea, 100 locations around the state of Ohio. Visit turtlesbrew.com for more information and locations. Lemonade tea, cherry lime, peach mint, the raspberry peach. Strawberry mint, sorry. Orange vanilla. You know the deal. Turtlesbrew.com. They will get you taken care of. Schedule release. Uh, you got to start fast. Yeah. <laughs> because the end, the end is not fun. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we're talking about running the running, facing running teams in this league. I mean, Texas Tech is going to bring back the leading rusher in the conference. You're, you're at Texas Tech, then you follow it up with a game at UCF who has R.J. Harvey. We know what he can do. And then yep. you get the three-game stretch of West Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas State. We know they're going to want to run the ball. So, I, I, am I, mean, I crazy? I think Iowa State – I think 
Go ahead. I was going to say, you kind of lucked out not having Oklahoma State and Kansas on the schedule because you know what they're going to do on the ground. I mean, the kid from Iowa State is as good as anybody in the league, the, the, well, the sophomore, Abu Sama. He's good. I don't know if I'd put him in the R.J. Harvey, uh, Oklahoma State makes, guy, and, and Texas Tech guy. I mean, if he makes any progression from year one to year two. Sure, sure. I mean, he's still very he was he's, incredible he's, for a true. He pressure. showed a lot of promise. But we're talking about Doak Walker finalists and winners. Yeah, but yeah, start I think with he Townsend, could be in that Townsend, conversation. Townsend and Pitt at home, and then you know at Miami and Houston at home. There's a lot Minimum of a lot of pressure, one, right? I mean, I, minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Very, very, yes. Minimum meaning if they're two and two after that first four. Yeah. The math is, the again, the math starts mathing mm-hmm. and getting to six becomes. Right, because that's three of, your, three of your four home games. You only have three left the rest of the season. They They go what? Two months with one home game, I think, almost. Uh, well, you go Texas at Texas Tech, yeah, because there's a there's a bye week in there. There's two buys. Well, no, but you go, yeah, you go Texas Tech on the road, bye, UCF on the road, Arizona State at Colorado. So you have one home game from the end of September to the to November 9th. Yeah. September 21st is Houston at home. There's one home game between then and November 9th. <laughs> and I bet those games at Iowa State and Kansas State in the middle of November won't be cold at all and windy. Man, this I know it's it's the nature of the beast, Dave. But these years where you have you only have four conference home games and you got five on the road. Yeah. Like you I, I, people wonder why this league does so much of this. How that's why that? that's why I'm so adamant about doing everything you possibly can to get three home games as many times yeah. as three home all your non-conference home games as many times as possible. I know it's hard. I know it, it probably costs money you don't want to spend, but I mean, you look at it from September 21st, the rest of the year, they have three home games. Yeah. And two of them are in November. Yeah. I mean. So for yeah. two months, I mean, September 21st, you play Houston, and you end the year November 30th at home. You have, in over two months, three weekends you're at home. Yeah, there's two, there's two off weeks in there, but still, I mean, it's three Saturdays in in two in two months and a week. What nine weeks? I go thirty three percent of the Saturdays. Like we're gonna see each other at the tailgate, like we hadn't, like it, like we had gone through the off season. <laughs> Good to see you. I know. How's life? How's the family? Will's six months older than he was the last home game. Yeah, pretty much. 
But even more reason, you better stack some wins through Saturday, September 21st. Because from there on out, you got five on the road and three at home. Probably not a good night to talk about this. <laughs> I did. I did really, really enjoy the uh, first episode of what? What are they? What are they calling it? I don't know. Something rain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was. Um, I don't know. I thought it was like a a cleaner, like more more put together version than than let it fly was let it fly felt like a a lot of i thought the first season of let it fly was really good the a lot of rock, season, rocky top montages uh and and the not second like, season faded fast yeah yeah the, the number I, one thing about that davis they owned it like they oh for sure the strong shall reign there you go thank you the thank strong you um, shall yeah i mean nico's point about like you know what we did last year wasn't good enough. What are we going to do? Because like, yeah, if you just come back this year and do, you worked your ass off, but you do exactly what you did last year. It's not going to be good enough. Like, how do we right. go to that next place, individually, and and team wise? Um, right. Because I think everybody, you know. I'm not going to say that they they were unprepared. I'm not going to say that they uh, there was never a time you were there all the time. I was there plenty of times. There was never a moment where I was like, "This reminds me of the Tuberville times." Right. So, you know, they they just took it in the teeth the first year in in the Big Twelve for a number of reasons, but you know. How do you how do you learn from that? What do you learn from that? How do you change things, update things, tweak things to you know what I loved about Nico even more than like the the message of like it wasn't good enough was the acknowledgement of guess what? Everybody's working their ass off. Like so many times you hear like we just gotta work harder. Ah, Sure, that sounds great, but like you think the other teams aren't working hard? No, they absolutely are. Like they're all on scholarship. They're all high-level players. They, they all have very lofty 24-7 recruiting rankings in this league. To just say we're gonna work hard. Ah, or your house, a rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Like that, yeah, <laughs> that's empty. It's empty calories. Oh, for sure. Everybody is doing this. It's the off season. Everybody's busting their ass. You got to, you got to acknowledge that. Push a little bit, just a little, a little more. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, and you know, I think you know, I. Did I catch a rabble rouser in there? Rabble, 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 rabble. Um, you know, I think yeah, and I think too. First years. First years are always interesting. And they can go poorly, not out of the fault of 
of really any one person or one position. Like, you can have a great first year. You can have it. It's just it has. It just doesn't come together sometimes. And and I think at least from the outside, and, and none of it matters right now. It's only going to matter when the games start. But there does seem to be at least like from what we were able to see, and you know maybe Nico. I don't know if Nico will be his fourth or be as forthcoming with that type of stuff. But it does seem to be at least to this point, like more of a collective, I don't want to say buy-in because I'm, I don't want to shortchange anybody on last year's team and say that they weren't bought. Like that's not fair. As someone I'm guessing if we, I'm guessing if we see a highlight clip from this comp, like at the end of this season, you won't see Scott Satterfield speaking to the team. And then one guy that, I mean, that was, I mean, do you think that was put in there on purpose? Because most times I would think that someone would say, let's leave that on the cutting room floor. I think a point was being made. Like you're I'm talking to your team as you're about to take the field and someone cannot be bothered by your comment and literally just walks right in front of you. Yeah. Like I'm, Done listening to you. Uh, yeah. let, let's go. I have I have something better to do, whether it's go take yeah. a piss or go out on the field or go eat some Twizzlers on the sideline. Just I'm not saying, Dave. It was in the it was in the thing. It's free to talk about. Like we're not making it up. I, I, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm being a smartass. I'm not I saying. Know, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. I am too. Though I it's brought like, it up. I, we don't need to pull it. Like we don't need to. I mean, they they put it in there. Yeah. I think it was a little bit of insight uh, if you're paying close enough attention as to some of the things that were dealt with behind the scenes last year. That's all. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Saturday, 6 p.m., Texas Tech. Boy, I hope John Newman's a fast healer. Hope he's not like peeing blood or something. If it's if it's a rib, I mean, it's not great. The crack. No, he's got a cracked it's rib. Hard or... to, it's hard to like elevate and shoot the ball if you have a you know a rib thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it'll. Maybe, I mean, he's actually been one that hasn't been a dread a dreadful shooter. <laughs> no, he's 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 been very selective and and shot a decent percentage when he has let it go. Anyhow, that was a rough one, but onward and upward. Ten more Big Twelve games to go. <laughs> just just the top three teams in the league up next. That's gonna wrap it up. Thanks to Aaron Smith. Thanks to Dave Simone. That is a uh, a crossover Galactic Fried Chicken nightcap, a live nightcap, and the BCJ podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail. We'll see you next time right here on BearcatJournal.com.